On this day, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. In front of him, there was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus spoke to the scholars of the law and Pharisees in reply, asking, Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent, so he took the man, and after he had healed him, dismissed him. Then he said to them, Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? But they were unable to answer his question. The Gospel of the Lord. In last Sunday's reading of the Gospel, Jesus said, The second commandment is similar to the first one. This is not a mere detail, a meditation on the subject from a monk once awakened my awareness. Monks have great wisdom. We should not forget that there are certain words within the Word of God that are clues, that make a difference, that change everything, that help us penetrate more deeply into God's heart. Sometimes we don't pay attention to these words, possibly because we are distracted we miss them and pass them by. That's why it's important to emphasize that similar to does not mean the same. The phrase doesn't make the two things equal. It compares. In the very beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, the word likeness appears, stating that we were created in the image and likeness of the Creator. In the Gospels, Jesus often compares the kingdom of heaven with different things, with a pearl, with a treasure, with a net, with a seed, and with different situations, saying that the kingdom looks like, resembles. On one hand, Jesus makes these comparisons so that we can understand, but on the other hand, he compares so that we can recognize the distance and so that we may realize that two things are not the same, and that one is much bigger, much more important than the other, unimaginably so. The second commandment is to love one's neighbor, and although it's similar to the first one, the two commandments are not the same. It is not the same to love God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all the spirit as to love your neighbor as yourself. There's a lot to savor, contemplate, reflect and meditate about this subject, but I leave you with this essential and profound concept, extremes always meeting one way or another. We divert from the truth when we claim to love God, whom we do not see while failing to love the neighbor we see at every step. Likewise, we divert from the truth when we claim to love 
the person we see, yet we don't love the God who allows us to see, who allows us to live, and also when we don't love the God who became man and who we can see with the eyes of faith, as for example in the Eucharist. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, Jesus leaves everyone speechless. Pay close attention to the reading. In reality, the main Pharisees do not speak. The Gospel says that they were observing attentively, and it ends up saying that they couldn't answer. They remained silent. The Pharisees observe in order to criticize, but then they remain silent because they have nothing to say. On that day, at least, there was a limit to the Pharisees' arrogance. Later on, we know that the Pharisees' great arrogance will lead to Jesus' death. But in today's scene, their self-importance has a limit, and this limit is set by Jesus' goodness. There is something important. Jesus not only says true things because he is the truth, but he also wants to help us meet the truth that is Jesus himself, and the truth of our lives is to find him. That's why he asks questions. That's why today's reading shows him rewarding the same question twice today. He wants to draw the best out of this man. However, all they do is remain silent. Jesus asks questions to help them find their truth. Jesus asks us questions to help us find our truth. To be honest, transparent, sincere and truthful. And so, finding the truth means finding Him, Jesus, and being truthful in the words we choose, in our feelings, in our expressions, in our gestures, in our convictions, and in our human relationships. This is very important because truth is not only something that we think about. It's not an empty statement. Truth is not only something that we say with our words. It is the statements that we make with our lives when we live according to the truth, spelled in capital letters. The truth is found in Christ. It is Jesus. That's why the Pharisees couldn't answer. They didn't dare face their own truth and confront their obstinacy, arrogance, selfishness and stubbornness. May Jesus' attitude, as we see it in today's reading, encourage us to listen when he asks us questions and to find the truth from the bottom of our hearts. Our truth is who and what we are, no matter what we are, what we keep, our goodness, our dreams, our choice, but also our angers and misunderstandings, and our sins and sorrows. Our truth is all that we keep deep down inside ourselves, and don't want to bring to light. By bringing everything out to the surface and acknowledging it all, we can come to Jesus. He is the one who loves that truth in our hearts and tries to open us up and to break our obstinacy, 
which sometimes makes us believe we are the owners of small truths. Remember that we are not the truth. We do not own it. Jesus is the truth. The truth of our life is not found in yelling and fighting, nor is it found in posing anything. Instead, we find our truth through loving and letting ourselves be loved, being questioned, in listening and being listened to, so that we might be encouraged to set aside our absurd stubbornness that leads us away from the hearts of others. But without the real truth, that is Jesus, we will never come to the truths of our life. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever. Thank you.